Kevin, I'm giddy with this one. This is a good one. This is this is gonna be it's gonna be a good one. It is October. I would say the weather has officially turned in Michigan. Yeah, it's turned and uh it's turned me into a Frady cat. It's Friday the thirteenth, and you may be giddy, but I'm getting nervous. Yeah, I'm 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 trying to hide my anxiety level. Friday the thirteenth as we record. It's the pookie season. It's the Halloween season. We're kind of doing an all things fall-ish theme in October. So we had our show meeting with our interns, our staff, now our international staff that we also have brought in because of some extra funding. And we wanted to, I don't even know how this came up, but wanted to talk about things that kind of freak us out. So yeah. I mean, Friday the 13th is sort of a natural segue, and usually, you know, back in the day, it would just be like a Jason movie marathon, but, you know, these days you don't have uh, WXYZ in Detroit playing those for like nine hours, so instead, you and I just get to talk about stuff that scared us, because we're a couple of wusses, and, uh, you know, here we are. Yeah, I make no secret, Kevin, and... The wife, the extended family, the immediate family, the the children's now are all in on the fact that I hate pooky stuff. I don't like the spooky stuff. I don't like it, man. It freaks me out. I'm too too high strung to begin with. I don't like things that purposefully cause me to tense up and be more anxious or outright scare me. So my list, as I started going it through, going through it with our uh, my interns. My list uh, exponentially grew as I started to think about things that freaked me out. So what we'll say about this episode is this is not going to be like a tournament or a bracket or anything like that, even though we love tournaments. And they're, har- they're our highest charting episodes. People love the brackets. This is just going to be rapid fire. What freaks us out? Why? And then a possible rebuttal, which you and I could get very sidetracked on things. I'm hoping we don't get as sidetracked as normal because I've got so many of these that I hope are relatable. If not, I'm going to leave this episode knowing that I am unique in a very negative way. That's fine. I have one that I have to elaborate on a little bit more than the others, but yeah, I'm, I'm good with the format. And frankly, we couldn't do a tournament because I don't know how you could pick a winner of things that scare you. There is no winning. Yeah. That, it's like trying to do a tournament on the worst, whatever. Those shouldn't even, they're so, they're so, uh, I don't know, against the grain. And I, I couldn't agree more. We're going to start getting into these, but I wanted to start with a very, I guess, subtle thing that freaked me out. Seventh grade, Mrs. McDonald's class, English. I remember her reading this in October. Now I'm in seventh grade. I'm not a little, little kid. I'm still a child, in my opinion. There's no reason that this should have scared me as much as it did, but I recall coming home from school that day, sweating, knowing that at one point it was going to get dark, I was going to have to resign myself to my bedroom, and I was going to have to somehow make it through the night. Now, if this should open the can of wussy on me, let the can be opened. So tell me if you've ever heard the following, either through media or maybe in school, but <clears throat> once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered weak and weary over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore, 
While I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping. As of someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. "'Tis some visitor,' I muttered, tapping at my chamber door. Only this and nothing more. Ah, distinctly, I remember, it was in the bleak December, and each separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor. Eagerly I wished the morrow, vainly I had sought to borrow, from my book's secrease of sorrow, sorrow for the lost Lenore, for the rare and radiant maiden, whom the angels named Lenore, nameless here forevermore. That's from The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe, something that I think most of us have had to read or listen to at some point in our lives, especially in English class. Worstify myself, number one, scared the bejeebs out of me. I, I guess in some way I have to give you credit if you were scared of that because that meant that you actually understood it and what those words meant. Yes, <laughs> yes. I think my first exposure to that was seeing Homer being scared of it as uh, James Earl Jones read it in uh, the Treehouse of Horror episode. Yes, is it Treehouse of Horror 1 or 2? Uh, 1. It is 1. Wow, okay, okay, yeah. And that's the one where I think it doesn't – I'm doing this from memory. Is that the one where Marge comes out in the beginning and gives the whole, you know, you yeah. shouldn't – yeah, right? You shouldn't be allowing your children to watch this stuff. It's very, very scary and – yeah. That, yep. Uh, oddly enough, that also freaked me out. That was supposed to be funny, but uh, that, that Simpsons episode, I only watched it probably once in my life and never revisited it again. <laughs> so, so I'll start my, 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 very, my very lofty entrance into this, this list that we're, we're just going to go hardcore onto was, yes, seventh grade, Mrs. McDonald, my English teacher, reading that poem enough to freak me out and cause me not to sleep. The fact that like a hundred, what fifty or sixty years after Edward Allen Poe wrote that, like some snot-nosed seventh grader punk in Dearborn, Michigan, was still scared. Yes, Edward Poe was—he was, he was uh, delightfully rolling over in his grave. Oh man, it, it freaked me out. It gave me the heebie-jeebies like nothing else. Man, I got home from school that day, ate my Stouffer's uh, microwavable lasagna, played some Nintendo, and just sweated it out until the sun started coming down. Mom, can you sleep with me tonight? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, mine, uh, mine started a little earlier than that. And I'm sure there were some things even before. But one of my earliest memories of being just terrified of something came the first time I saw. And it was my first video that I ever selected to rent from Adre Appliance. Because back then you could rent videos at the same place. You could, you know, buy like a stove or a camera we rented jaws jaws as a whole and i was in second grade so i was like seven um jaws as a whole from the get-go i absolutely loved it i was fascinated by it i thought it was the coolest thing ever i absolutely loved the movie as a whole however there is one part in about the middle of Jaws when Matt Hooper dives down to examine the wreck of Ben Gardner's boat and encounters what is left of Ben Gardner and his uh, only one eye. That scene absolutely terrified me. 
I, at first I couldn't even, it almost like it happened so fast. I wasn't sure what I was seeing. And then they showed again, like right after that, like, yeah, that's what I saw. Is <laughs> oh. <laughs> it only have one eye? Oh, it was so bad. Like, so that was very much one of those. I couldn't sleep, you know, afterwards. I, I'm pretty sure I slept with my parents for a few nights. But the thing is, I continued to watch Jaws. I mean, even in my younger years, I rented it again. I taped it when it came on, like, you know, Channel 2 CBS yes, back in the day. Yes, yes, yes. You know, um, I probably watched it at least 20 times after that, you know, in my younger years. But I always found a reason to leave the room when that scene came on. So I'd be like, oh, it's crazy. I got to pee. Or, well, I'm kind of hungry. Do you want me to pause it? Nope. Either that or that. Hey, I can't find the clicker. Is it in between the cushions right now? Let me look down. Yep. Yep. That one. Uh, but I finally got the nerve to watch it in full again. Probably, I don't know, like junior high, high school or whatever. And it's just awesome. And I mean, I've seen it probably 30 more times since then. It's in my opinion, which again is fact. Jaws is the second best movie of all time. And um, I love that scene now. And I'm a little bit uh, gratified and vindicated because I had a little a little viewing party with a couple of uh, a couple of my boys. Uh, they accompanied us to the Metallica show, Jeff Andrews and uh, Mike Blumenstein. Shout out. And when, when that scene came on, Mike Blumenstein, who was, you know, we'll call him generously, uh, you know, 40-something at that point, uh, he yelped because he had never seen it before. <laughs> You're kidding me. That's awesome. Nope. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, Jaws itself is is we've done a I, I hate to even say this to the listeners it makes me oh i said the h word sorry i i don't like to say this to the listeners because it makes me sad is one of our what you and i creatively enjoyed as probably one of our favorite episodes the standing the test of time episode yeah it's one of our lowest charting and i think that uh i think that jaws is one of those movies I can only speak uh, to two of the three childrens that we've let watch it, but Kira and John love it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's timeless. It's, there has never been and never will be a better movie that has anything to do with sharks. No, it's and a- I don't consider Jaws a shark movie per se. It's actually something so much more than that, but yeah, brilliant, brilliant film, but man, that part, Wow. Just burned in your little Kevin Watt seven-year-old brain? Yep. Yep. How funny. So I'm going to go in a slightly different direction. Uh, when's the last time you've looked at some fourth or fifth century Byzantine art? Uh, I, I try to do it at least two or three times a morning, but, you know, uh, it's been a busy week. So we'll call it it's been more than a week. I'm talking straight from Constantinople, you know, <laughs> Eastern orthodox christianity kevin so in 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 hike school billy i wish i was in hike school don't you say that stay here (laughs) in hike school uh, i was i was seriously flirting with pursuing art more specifically illustration as a potential collegiate pursuit and then career um, 
eventually chose uh, something very similar to illustration finance as a career path. So, uh, <laughs> but I, I had a lot of AP college credit art classes, like junior, senior year and all that stuff. And I remember getting to the chapters on Byzantine art in art history class and discovering that that form of art supposed to be celebrating the life of Jesus Christ caused me to say JC in fear <laughs> because it's some of the scariest stuff you'll ever look at in your entire life. Jesus is always so vampire Marilyn Manson looking in all of the paintings. He's always bleeding. There's some type of fire behind him. His heart is usually exposed out of his chest with nails in it and a crown of thorns on it. And his eyes, no matter where you go in the room, no matter where you go in the church, no matter where you look at on the page, he's staring at us. <laughs> it always scared the mess out of me. I hated studying Byzantine art. And then once I had an eye to recognize it, I can't tell you how many times I've walked into a cool historic church in some city like Detroit. And I'm like, we got to leave. <laughs> Pretty sure there's a catacomb under here with a lot of zombies in it. <laughs> Byzantine art, specifically in the fourth and fifth century, something I don't like to view. Well, you may have to uh, put your illustrator skills to work and just, you know, face those fears, man. Create your own version. I've, I've always wanted to just take some paint and make like a little bit of more of a smiley face on Jesus when he's in the <laughs> Byzantine era and possibly uh, erase over the bleeding heart exposed out of his chest with nails and thorns in it. Like, come on, Jesus. We understand. We've all read the Bible. You don't need to keep freaking us out. Maybe, uh, you know, give him a guitar or a hockey stick or something. That'd be fine. I'd give him anything. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go in a different direction for my next one. You're I, not going to sure. go middle centuries uh, art history? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to go something that's a little bit more tactile. Or at least you hope it isn't tactile, but the thought of it becoming tactile freaks me out and I'm going to put two things in the same basic category although one is probably definitely a lot more prevalent here in southeastern Michigan spiders and scorpions those things I think that like I'm sure God has a sense of humor about certain things and I have to believe he made scorpions in particular just because he thought I need to have some that just looks awesome, which they do. But they're also just the thought of a scorpion crawling on me in any way, shape or form is absolutely horrifying to me. And spiders aren't a whole lot different. I, I can't tell you how many times I have encountered spiders too close to me within striking distance, too big to do anything about, uh, I'm almost paralyzed when I see them. Um, 
I actually caught one, and I don't like to kill them because I'm weird like that. Uh, but I caught one in my bathroom the other day, and it was one of those brown ones that, like, I, I, I trapped them in this glass jar, and it, like, jumped to get out, and uh-huh. you can hear it against the side of the nope. jar. Enough. It, it, uh, uh, like, that's just... Nope. I don't... I don't like to think things like that exist anywhere near where I, you know, use the bathroom or sleep. That's just, that's mortifying to me. They're both on that list, Kevin, of, we'll just call them animals. I I don't want to get anybody who's going to be a arachnid, you know, listen, we all, I, I took physical sciences and biology, I get it, but let's just say animals, proper they're on my list as well, BK, of why were these invented, <laughs> right? Where you just look at something and you wonder, it was God just bored that day and decided, how can I freak these human things I'm going to make out all the time? I'm going to make these things that crawl around everywhere, no matter how expensive of a service you have come to your home and, quote, spray for spiders or other bugs, they find the way into the scariest, freakiest places that you can ever imagine. You ever had one crawl on you at night? I'm positive I have. Yeah. I've got bites on me from things. So. And, and I can tell you one thing. They're in that same vein of, like, centipedes. Yeah. And anything that's creepy crawly that crawls on the ground that's got little pricker things coming out of its face and tiny <sighs> legs and... Ugh. Let's not even revisit the horror of Home Alone. Oh, oh, I, I, you could not pay me enough. I don't know what exactly Joe Pesci got paid for that, but it wasn't enough. No, and it's it's insane to think that. Yeah, I remember when Kevin picks it up, the tarantula, yeah. and just like kind of picks it up by its back. I don't even think I, if I had I don't crawl on me than me actively pick it up i I just and then scorpions why did you give it like an extra arm coming out of its butt that can sting you i i have again i go back to it has to be that god was like you know what someday in the 80s we're gonna have toys called sectars and we're gonna have like a movie called clash of the titans and so we need something. I'm thinking it's kind of like a spider. It's kind of like a lobster. It's kind of like, you know, a stegosaurus. But I'm going to kind of mix it all together. I think that's what God was thinking. Not to, you know, presume to put myself in his brain, but it's something like that. It, it had to do with the 80s, whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, it has to be. It's one of those things. And not to mention, at least in my opinion, so it's fact. The most startling thing about scorpions and spiders is they can legit kill you. Yeah. Like there are there are families within the spider scorpion universe where one prick and it's night night for you. And it's usually a painful death. It's not like the hey I'm falling off of a cliff and it's kind of instant death type thing. No, it's it's oh yeah, they sting you and then what happens is uh, after about eight hours, the swelling begins at the point of puncture. And then usually after around 18 to 24 hours, you have trouble breathing. 
and then you choke on your own blood as it comes up your lungs, and then you start to actually lose brain tissue out of your eyeballs, and over the course of four or five days, you die. Lovely. Yes. Right? Those are the, the, the legit side effects of some of these things stinging you. So I get it. I actually had this enormous spider in my briefcase one time yeah. when I was like, and I opened up my briefcase and it crawled out right at me Gross. and I was, what in the world? So I went and I actually got the court officer and I said, officer, I need you to come with me and I hope you're armed. And he was like, Whoa. and I showed him and he's like, what is a spider? Are you serious? Whoa. And he like jumped back and he's like, man, that's the thing it you swing at with a broom and it'll take it away from you. <laughs> oh, gosh, darn, I hate them, dude. I ugh, I cannot stand. I, I mean, they have their place and they always tell you too if you if you own a home to always keep the the what the like the bread plates uh daddy long legs spiders and the brown spiders and all that cuz they eat all the bad insects. Well, you know what? Um they scare me. So usually I just kind of like you put them in a glass and <laughs> out the back door. Yeah, they, I throw them outside. You know what else scares me? You ever been across the Mackinac Bridge? Yeah. So I think I've made that trip at least 40 times in my life. I had this horrible and still have this horrible vision in my brain. Lives completely rent-free. We're talking... I think about it every time I hear the word Mackinac, getting across, spanning that bridge, getting to the middle section, and then just having the bridge collapse. So if you've, if you've not been on the Mackinac Bridge, one, it is unique in so much as it does show you the grand expanse of our Great Lakes, which... If you've never been to the Great Lakes, they should just be called the mini oceans. Yeah, I think that's fair. So when you get across the middle of the Mackinac Bridge and you look west to east or east to west, you realize you're over an ocean. As far as I'm concerned, that is not a lake. The expanse of the Great Lakes at the point of the Mackinac Bridge are completely freaky. Now, as a person who loves nature, you lay. <laughs> it is it is breathtaking to look and see and understand what you're around, but at the same time, you have a very tight Nats-sized BH as you take your car across the Mackinac Bridge. I've been fortunate the majority of times I drive over it, I'm being driven so I can close my eyes and go, please go fast, please go fast, please go fast, please go fast. <laughs> but I have had to drive over it at an age, obviously, where I'm driving a vehicle, so I shouldn't be that freaked out. I don't know what it is, Kevin Watts. I'm not a heights scaredy cat. I'm not a bridge scaredy cat. But for some reason, the Mackinac Bridge has my number. Wow. So I I guess I understand the uh the, the powerful 
combination of what basically would amount to a sort of natural disaster situation of a bridge collapsing, probably due to, you know, some weather event. Um, and the heights issue. See, the heights issue is where I come in. That was actually my next one. Um, I don't get scared of heights when I'm in airplanes. I don't get scared of heights when I'm on bridges in a car. But the second you put me up on a ladder, or if I were to have to like walk to the edge of a bridge, I'm serious. My hands are sweating right now just thinking about those things. That's so crazy. So can you do, can you do like roller coasters and yep. you can do those and not be scared of the heights? Can you do, I'm in the, I don't know, 22nd floor of a building and I'm looking out the window at other buildings you can do that yeah. it's what just coming up on the precipice of uh falling down somewhere i think i could even do like the ferris bueller i'm gonna go to the top of the sears tower and look down kind of thing i i could even do that i think it's the second i feel like there is an insufficient degree of control like a ladder could slip or break or a wind gust could take me off the edge of a bridge if I was looking off the, the edge of it. Um, that totally terrifies me. I had to, I had to one time when I was working uh, this summer plumbing gig at uh, Pride Mechanical, shout out to uh, Frank and Mike Matt. Um, I had to go work on a roof of a mire. And you know those cranes, those like elevator basket things? That, yeah, like the scissor lifts. Yeah, the yeah. scissor lift. Like climbing off of the scissor lift to get onto the bridge or onto the roof wasn't that bad. But dude, having to literally like drop down from the roof back into that thing and feeling it like sway a little bit when you hit, that was terrifying. Just terrifying. That's so funny. So it's not only it's this is so reflective of the kind of human being you are. The nuance in this is just absolute, <laughs> absolutely mind-blowing. So it's like, I'm scared of heights, but with all these other caveats. That's fair, yeah. Because, like, I would, like, if you gave me the chance to, like, fly an F-35 or something, I'd be like, yep. All day? Absolutely. As long as Tom Cruise is in there with me. <laughs> but if you asked me to, like, you know, go to, like, the top of the aircraft carrier and, like, stand on the edge of the railing like i don't know <laughs> that's hilarious to me that's really funny but it makes perfect sense knowing you <laughs> no i'm fine dude i thought you were afraid of heights i am but here's 16 bullet points of places that i'm not afraid of heights in <laughs> oh let me let me commit those to memory so i don't ever bring anything up that that triggers you when i talk about that yeah thank you yeah well, <laughs> i I'm memorizing that so you are a faja Indeed. And a good faja, from what I've seen. Wow. Especially when it comes to uh, feeding whatever it is you feed to your son, for God's sake. <laughs> Size of two men. So I, I too, am a faja. And reoccurring character on this show is the great American, my faja, who made me scared of a lot of really stupid stuff that still kind of sticks with me. So by example, 
uh, as a child and even now as an adult. I'm pretty sure he could find some way to freak me out about it. Always scared of being left places. And yet it was usually because my dad threatened me with, quote, I'm going to leave you X if you don't start behaving. So as a kid, always really afraid, like, wait a second. If I smart mouth, am I going to be left here? (laughs) (laughs) So that kind of freaked me out. Always kind of scared, too, of losing my vision by sitting too close to the television. Oh. Because of the great American with the straightest face possible and the most patriotic mustache known to mankind saying, Junior. If you don't back up from that television screen, you're going to lose your eyesight. So even to this day, I've had to ask my optometrist about a dozen times. Listen, <laughs> if I sit too close to the television, could I lose my vision? You're like, I know you went to medical school for like six years, but my dad's got a mustache. That's awesome. And I'm kind of leaning towards I'm going to go blind here. I've even had the Mr. O'Callaghan, that is actually very funny. Uh, no, you're not lose your vision by... That's not how it works. Your eyesight will be fine. Uh, did, can you call my dad, please? And just, just I'll put him on speaker really quick. Always scared of going to hell for pretty much anything. Uh, living with the great American. So... You know, you don't pick your cereal bowl up. That's disrespect to your parents. It violates one of the commandments. You're going to hell. Uh, you back talk your parents, not honoring your father and mother. Yeah, you're going to hell. But, you know, leaving your kid on the Mackinac Bridge because he smarted off, that, that's okay. Definitely so. fine. I mean, you got you to gotta understand the, the great American, the logic in there. <laughs> it's somewhere in there. I don't know what it is, but it's somewhere in there. Hey, by the way. I saw that you took your sister's painting off of her dresser. Did you do that? Uh, uh, keep in mind, I know the answer to the question I'm asking you, young man. Remember what happens to liars, right? Yes, Dad. Where do they end up for eternity? Burning. Hell. Okay, going to hell for lying, going to hell for stealing. I was always sure about the murder one. Because I was like, you know what, I don't, I can't foresee an instance when I murder somebody. But I could probably covet some of my neighbor's goods. Yeah. Be a little jelly. Yeah. If your neighbor got, uh, you know, Scareglow, for example. A $7,000 Scarecrow from Italy. Yeah, (laughs) I'm still a little jelly of that one. But, yeah, the Great American did a lot of really good uh, psychological damage to me in terms of being scared of going to hell. So there are various things that, as an adult, Pretty sure I'm still scared of like, hey, Junior, if you don't turn that light off, Dad's going to get a ticket. They're going to arrest me and you're going to have to sit in the jail cell with me. Which I have used on my children of, you know, shut that light off in the back seat, or we're going to get a ticket. Oh, yeah. No, you got to threaten uh, arrest, uh, jail. That's fair game. Yep. You know, so those were kind of things that freaked me out. You're, junior, if you don't turn your stereo down, you're going to lose your hearing. I like what you did there. Still pretty scared of that one. And then also, uh, you know, I heard, young man, that your mother asked you to come home from Norbert Chemensky Park, uh, but you were too busy playing with the Adamis and Scott Craig and the Nichols boys. Let me tell you something. You know, Dad knows a lot of Dearborn police, right? Yes. 
Do you know if you're in that park past 6 o'clock, you can get arrested for trespassing? Then they're going to lock you up. They're not just going to put you in the juvenile detention center. That closes at 6 o'clock, too. So they're going to put you in the adult jail cell until your mother and I come get you. So next time your mother asks you kindly to come home from the park, please do so, young man. Absolutely, Dad. So now, even as an adult, I think a couple summers ago, I was at Norbert Shemensky Park, and it was like 5.58. I had my two little kids with me, and I was like, guys, we got to leave the park before it's 6 o'clock. We're going to get arrested. Get on the sidewalk now! <laughs> Everybody in the street! and psychologically scarring people at the Kroger's. Oh my gosh. Can you believe how long it takes to return these cans? <laughs> <laughs> so oh funny. my. Yep. So I guess I misspoke earlier because I actually did have one that I'm pretty certain predated my Jaws fear, more specifically my Ben Gardner's bad eye fear. Um, I know you're not a Star Wars anything um hold on i'm not i'm not um i want to be very i want to be very careful with how this is this next segment goes here because this is going to be on our divorce episode i think yes. right the star wars thing is going to be on our divorce episode i want to yeah, get trying to preview that no i want to get my ducks in a row before uh we have our attorneys kind of adjudicate this divorce uh <laughs> I would say I'm I'm Star Wars agnostic. All right, you're getting me mad already. All right, stop. go ahead, go ahead. Go. Stop, stop and listen to what I'm scared of. Future episode, when we break up. Okay. <laughs> and actually, this has very little to do with Star Wars. But one thing that you will recall, and I'm sure you probably dug as a kid, I loved audiobooks. Oh, Right? You're hitting me right in the feels right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't that I couldn't read. I, I could, but... I know, still like, can't, but... <laughs> <laughs> and I, I can't remember exactly when I started to get them, but let's say it started before I could read, but even after I could read, I still enjoyed them. Now, hold up. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Are we talking the audiobooks that came with the bottom part had the cassette in it, and then you would open the pages and read along with it? Absolutely. Okay, man, we are... Mm, that's why you're my... I'd say that's why you're 60% of this show, Kevin Watts. <laughs> so, I loved those things, and I had all manner of them. Uh, everything from, like, cowboys to, uh, like, firemen to G.I. Joe to Star Wars. In fact, I'm still trying to find some of these things because I loved them so much and the artwork was so amazing. Um, but there was one in particular that I got on a trip up north. My family went with my cousin Jeff. And um, when I the Star Wars book, it was about Chewbacca and Princess Leia went to this planet. And I think they were trying to rescue something or maybe they crashed there and they then they, you know, ended up trying to rescue some species that was there. And uh, while they were there, they encountered a creature that essentially like terrorized this planet. And um, the, the episode.
episode was, or the book was called The Planet of the Hoojibs. And let me show you if I could, if I might. I'm going to text you a picture of the cover of this book. Do it. You read? Yes. Well, I don't, I don't want to, am I going to get poogied out here? I'm going to start crying. You may. So this creature is called the Slivolith. Tell me when you see it. Let me see it. <laughs> what is that? It is a flying bat-like, dragon-like, vampirish creature with tentacles. It's got a very predator-esque face. Yeah, with like these crooked, like it, it almost looks like maybe like the Danzig skull, you know? Like, maybe that's what the Danzig skull looked like if it had its skin still. Mother! Yeah. Just terrifying. That's freaking. So, I read this and listened to this book on my vacation. And it was cool. Like, it was a cool story and I liked it. And something about it just was gnawing at me and gnawing at me and gnawing at me. And pretty soon, by the time I got home, I couldn't stand to look at it anymore. Not only could I not stand to look at it anymore, I couldn't stand it being in my room anymore. And my parents got so annoyed by this, they took it and they hid it from me. But they told me where they hid it. No, you can't do that. No. Because then you, so the they, curiosity, you're going to go look at it. And I did. And I knew where they, they kept it, yet I didn't do anything more than leave it where it was. They hid it in the closet directly across from my room. Oh, gosh. And when I was a kid, I didn't sleep with my door closed. Like no. My door and, and the closet was right there. So by the time I was, you know, a couple of weeks or so into this, not even a, probably a couple of nights into it, my bed faced like, like parallel to where this closet was. So I rolled over on my right side so that I wouldn't have to face the closet. Well, that's the only logical thing you're going to do. Yeah. I did not start sleeping on my left side in any way, shape, or form until I was in college because of that. That's awesome. That's such a good story. It's so, it's so relatable. Why do you always sleep on that side, Irene? Uh, uh, it, um, I, I separated my shoulder in high school football, and it hurts to lay on that. <laughs> Isn't that messed up? It's like, awesome, I, dude. It's so I good. Probably have, I probably have, like, heart issues because of that. <laughs> Your heart's too small on one side. Yeah. One ventricle just doesn't open up properly. So, fast forward to, like, I don't know, 10 years ago. My Uncle Steve, he's a big Star Wars guy, too. And he has, he got for Christmas or his birthday or something, this huge, like, Star Wars encyclopedia and he's like, hey, Kevin, look what I got. You know, you got to check this out. It's so cool. And I was like, oh, this is great. And I'm flipping through it, thumbing through it. I turned to a page of like, you know, extended, expanded universe tales of Star Wars or whatever. And this flipping cover is right there in this huge book. And like, it startled me as like a 35-year-old or whatever. I was like, oh, there it is. Like, I hadn't seen it in, you know, like 30 years. And there it was, staring right back at me. And I was like, oh my gosh, that thing's as freaky as I remember it. So, if I ever 
secure myself financially to the Hold point. On, I got thing off my screen. Yeah, take it off. I'm, yeah. I took mine off. Um, yeah, okay. If I ever secure myself financially to the point where I can just kind of pursue hobbies and interests, I do want to go back and maybe not become a psychologist or psychiatrist, but heavily study the way the brain works because those fears, certain fears from early on, they stick with you. Yep. And there is a fear that I have. And it's it's one of these ones where I'm trying to think of the word and I know that you'll 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 come up with it cuz you're a lawyer and you got many degrees and you're smart. But when you can't stop yourself from doing something that you know harms you. And that's how I feel with Beetlejuice. <laughs> which I have heard very recently on the Time Blaster Toys podcast, shout out to Keith and the boys, that there is a script in the can. It is done. Keaton is in it. And the only thing delaying it is the writer's strike right now. I've heard that too. So the first Beetlejuice, which... Don't you got your two in. If I say it a third time, what's going to happen? Yeah. Hey, I'm back. We, 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 as a kid, I'm not sure if my parents still do this or not. I think they probably do because they are that level of frugal. I could see them pirating more VHSs off of HBO television, even though VHSs are not the normal viewing media for recorded content. But back in the day... Man, did we record some stuff off of the HBO on VHS. Oh, yeah. A lot of movies at the O'Callaghan house where it's like, oh, well, this movie's actually missing the first nine minutes. But, <laughs> you know, you kind of get the gist of it. We know where we're going. How does Neverending Story open up? I don't know. I, I don't know the first 11 minutes of the movie. <laughs> uh, that's totally it. There was like that like, really bad, like, you know, weird color band. That yep. Flips the yep, yep, movie. yep. <laughs> I think we're watching Return of the Ooze, but I'm not. No. Oh, this is Overboard. No, that's clearly <laughs> Kurt Russell. So, but like, and then you'd get the labels mixed up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm going to watch Harry and the Hendersons. Oh my gosh. This is, this is not Harry and the Mom and Dad. What are you recording on HBO? Uh, but we had the Beetlejuice third time. Thanks a lot. We had the maybe I can negate it with a fourth one. We had the Beetlejuice on HBO on a I can distinctly remember this, Kevin. It was the blank VHS. Had to have been purchased at Adre by my dad. If you buy eight of them, you can save 35 cents. So Scotch 120. Yes. The brown sleeve with the oh, diagonal oh. lettering on it, right? Those were like the real deals. Yeah. So and well, we were heavily pirating things. You know, so we got the good VHSs. Yeah. We, we had Beetlejuice. And now I've gone back and watched it many times as an adult. Still scares me like crazy. But it has made me question, should my parents have been reported to CPS? Because as a child, not capable of understanding the difference between reality and fiction, go back and watch Beetlejuice 
And imagine like a four-year-old me watching that movie and telling me, hey, Kevin, it's just a comedy. Yeah, no, that's not happening. It's Keaton. It's from that's Mr. Mom. He's hilarious. Freaked me out so bad to the point where I was convinced if I said the B word three times in a row, he was going to show up. And for some reason, I had this crazy, scared fantasy. I had a bathroom in my bedroom. So the, the people that we purchased our home from very illegally put a bathroom in a bedroom and kind of never reported it. Because this bathroom was enough to turn around in. And usually that just meant you were stepping in something wet. I had a fear that if I said it, the door would light up yellow. And that's where Beetlejuice would come out of. So like every night I would go to bed for months after we watched, we watched that movie. And I just thought, don't even think the words... Beetlejuice three times in a row because that door is going to light up and he's going to come flying out of there. Well, you were right. That's exactly what would have happened. Now, as an adult, absolutely love that movie. Cannot. It's so. I can't imagine many of our listeners haven't seen the Beetlejuice. If you haven't watched it, I think it's on HBO Max right now. Such a good movie. So 90s. Very timeless, however, and not to mention, uh, we went to Universal this past February, and they had a guy standing outside of like their mock theater where they do a lot of their shows and stuff, and he was dressed as Beetlejuice and Kevin Watts. This man was absolute gasoline. His Beetlejuice was so on brand, so well done. I went up and like gave him this huge hug. And I had <laughs> two of the three children with me. And he was so good at what he did, so freaky looking. My then, you know, three-year-old son stood about 40 feet across the street from us and just cried and said, I'm not going to go see Beetlejuice. So I had to go get a, get him across the street and like pick him up and walk him over there and show him that, hey, Beetlejuice and Dad are friends. And then he was okay with it. But uh, yeah, the, the, the 3X Beetlejuice still kind of freaks me out a little bit. Yeah. One of the uh, houses down the street from me has a sandworm. It's pretty awesome. That's beautiful. There. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. So in a similar vein, my last one, my... Uh, I don't even think I call it my chart topper. It's more of my uh, my nightmare reincarnate all over again. The film that caused more insomnia for 80s kids than Jolt Cola and the fear of nuclear holocaust combined. Jolt Cola. A Nightmare on Elm Street and Freddy Krueger. Yeah, I still don't like that one either. Uh, just to make sure that I wasn't being a complete wuss, I actually rewatched it last night for the first time in a while. Now, mind you, I've seen it now probably 20 times. Exactly. But the first time I saw it, when I was nine, Mm -mm. I came over to my friend Chris Kreitzer's house, and it had already begun. I think it was like 
you know, 10, 15 minutes into the movie. And I sort of watched it by accident because everybody else was watching it. And this was at like nine in the morning. And I could not believe what I had just seen. I was so terrified. The thought of a movie that not only had adults or even parents like getting killed, but the kids, it was just like, what? Kevin, it's still it. I have no problem. I omit it, Mike Douglas. I, I still omit it. I don't that. I don't like those movies, dude. So that that movie, it literally ruined my summer. I could not sleep. I could not sleep right for weeks, if not months, after that. Um, I was just so this you described it earlier it was like as that you know that summer sun started to kind of get choked out by the dark stillness of the night that sense of like doom and dread started to come on me yes dude it was awful it was awful it's like waiting for your own death like you know you know you have so, so you know how. Well, hold on. Don't don't hijack my story. I won't hijack it. I'm I just kind of scared, right? I, I'm scared, and when I get scared, <laughs> I get nervous, and I want to get off the topic. Dude, that that knifed glove, the hat, his face. I was even scared of the DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince song about him. I don't <laughs> like, like it, man. It all freaks me out. All right, but here's the thing. This has a happy ending. So I got, I got through the summer and into the fall and into the school year and I, it was still with me. Like it just, it still stuck with me. I had to think of a way to get out of it. So the strongest medicine that I could come up with to try to deal with it was like my own version of exposure therapy. I was just like going to face my fears and just like, all right, well, let's do this. So my friend Cliff Burns and I, and Cliff Burns, he was like your house. He had everything on VHS, like six movies crammed on one tape, you know, that kind of thing. So he had, well, his dad had like all the Nightmare on Elm Streets up to that point. And so we together gathered up all our like Entertech squirt guns and our cap guns, any kind of weapon you could think of. We gathered them all up, we sat on his couch, and we watched Nightmare on Elm Street 2. And whenever Freddy came on the screen, we just blasted away, just lit him up. And so that felt kind of empowering. So then by the next Halloween, I actually dressed up as Freddy for Halloween. Wow, you steered like, right into it. Yeah. Like a politi- like a good political crisis. You just steered right <laughs> into it. <laughs> <laughs> I got to the point where two summers later from that, so I was like, I don't know, sixth grade, something like that. I had basically convinced myself that Freddie lived in my basement and he was going to be part of every haunted house that I ever made down there. And so my sister and my friends and I would make like these, you know, like mazes through the dark basement with like traps and stuff and scary things. And like, yeah, I just totally owned it. Making tunnels out of the couch cushions, putting blankets yeah. over it. Yeah. I'm totally yeah. down with that all day, all day. And finally, and the only place this could happen the state fairgrounds. I go there 
with, again, my buddy Cliff Burns. And we go in the haunted house, which was probably like a combination of like six trailers or whatever, you know, like stapled together. And you go in and it's like, okay, there's this maze and you walk through and it's, you know, it's your usual stuff, right? It's like you got your dried ice with some spooky sounds and, you know, some skeletons and whatever. He bails instantly. He's already scared of that. So he leaves me in there with this like teen mom with her toddler in one arm and her other hand latched onto mine, just like a death grip on my hand. So I'm walking through this and I'm like, I don't know, 11 or something like that. I'm walking through this maze with this teen mom and she's getting spooked out at everything and whatever. And we're making it through. And I'm like, okay, it's going to be all right. I swear to you, OC, we get to the last stretch. You turn the corner and you look behind this glass casing. It kind of looked like a ticket window. There was the most realistic looking Freddy Krueger you could ever imagine standing there. The only kind of realistic Freddy Krueger you could ever, like, survive was standing there staring at us. And my heart, like, leapt out of my throat. But I was just, like, partially fascinated, partially, like, paralyzed. The teen mom screams this blood-curdling scream, lets go of my hand and bolts. She may have dropped her kid i don't know i was so i was i was so waiting for you to say she throws <laughs> the baby at, at freddy krueger <laughs> she's out of there so i'm standing there me glass freddy krueger and it's not a mannequin like it's a dude and he's staring at me and i'm staring at him and i'm starting to like play it cool and i'm like oh, all right i'm like oh, okay cool well, I was Mr. Cool until I realized the glass only extended so far and he wasn't like locked in there. He could come out, which he did. So he strolls out past the edge of the glass and turns the corner. So it's me just like a few yards from him. And now it's a different ballgame because I'm looking at him at the end of this dark corridor and he's got the glove and he's got the hat and he's kind of sneering at me. And, uh, in one last desperate attempt to seem like, you know, cool, calm, collected, I go, hi, Freddy, and I wave at him. I don't flinch until he gives that, like, bully in the hallway, like, gonna punch you kind of thing. He just twitches his hand in my direction, and I bolt. <laughs> I'm gone. Just absolutely tear the hell out of there. I was so like that close to, uh, you know, fully like being like, dude, I know you're a guy in the mask, but that last little piece of my brain from watching that movie, I'm like, it's possible. It's the real guy. So I'm out of here. It's those last two, it's those last two steps on the basement staircase. Yeah. Where you tell your, you know, Kevin, go down and get your laundry. <laughs> I'm not scared of the basement. I've, I made it up the first step. I'm at the third step, and then there's no ghost down here. And then you get about two feet away from the door, and whoa! <laughs> so, yeah, as an uh, 11, 12-year-old, whatever, like, that's about as close to a man as, as I could have felt, like, coming out of that place, though. Because I was like, man. And people don't really know this about you, but you became a man because that teen mom gave you her baby. Yeah, apparently. that's uh, Just taking him out of here! Yeah, he's now, uh, like, 30. He's on Wall Street. 
hilarious. Well, Kevin, I think we gave the folks some pooky stuff to think about. I, I make no secret of the fact I don't like scary things. I don't like pooky stuff. I like how I, I love Halloween. I love the concept of it. But I don't like the gory, nasty, scary stuff. I don't like to be scared. I'm too high strung to begin with. Don't need other things jacking the old HR up. You know what I'm talking about? So listen, we uh we've really been getting a lot of quality feedback. The QA section's been popping on uh on the Spotify's. So if you can leave questions and answers. Uh, in the Q&A section after you get done listening to the podcast, leave us a rating on Apple. So Apple does a really good job, I think, in the analytics section of of rating us. We're still predominantly, and by what I mean predominantly, 99% uh, men 28 to 45 as our audience. So if we can, if we can push anything uh, into the public conscience of you know other peoples, uh, depending on how they identify, um, that'd be Absolutely. awesome. And up to 46, for example. Yeah, I, I'd love to see... Uh, shout out to Michael Mike. I, I I do always see a person above 45 who's a male on there. But, um, you know, if we if we put anyone else in there or if we pass it around and give it to people, it helps, man. It's cool. We're going to keep talking. We're going to keep doing this until we have our divorce episode, which could come sooner rather than later. Who knows? I'll leave you with this, OC. It's up to you, and I'll defer to your judgment. But usually, you come up with some really good graphics to put up when you post these things. So you got you got some some thinking to do about which pictures you're going to So uh, I'll tell you the cheat code. I usually start thinking about the Instagram post like the minute we come up with the show concept. And this week, I've been just paralyzed because I don't want to put any pictures up of the stuff up here. <laughs> <laughs> it may just have to be like a 13. Just leave it at that. Literally, just put a blank black picture that says Endless Promo, episode 30. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Hey, I always do it because I know it's a a passion of yours. I'll give you the last word. Who are you playing tomorrow? How are we doing? Uh, Michigan is playing Indiana tomorrow. It's a home game. Could be a little damp, a little chilly. Good uh, Midwestern fall football weather. So, yeah. Let's play some D, get the ground game going, hit a few over the top, and should be good to go, I'm thinking. One thing you're not scared of is inclement weather at the big house. Nope, does not scare me in the slightest. But one thing I'm scared of is a lot of people in one place. I don't like it. Well, or standing in one place for too long, even though it may be the most amazing awesomeness. 59-minute time limit, Kevin. Then I'm out. All right, man. Hey, another good one. People. Pass it along. Don't get scared out there. (laughs) Bye.